This is another episode of Professionalizing Entrepreneurship, and you are with me, Lao Ngai Yuan. I'm in the studio with the co-creators of the Professional Practice in Entrepreneurship, Dr. Ainuru Rosli, Reader in Entrepreneurship and Enterprise of Brunel University London, and Dr. Jane Chang, founder of Gritzy Social Enterprise London. Welcome to the show again. This week, we're going to talk about a call for inclusive entrepreneurship. Let's just first talk about the word inclusive. What is inclusive? Includes everybody, I suppose. <laughs> we even run an event, uh, our first event in PPE. Uh, we call it an inclusive entrepreneurship event. So what we did was that we're trying to um, take into consideration different kind of entrepreneurs and um, you know, intrapreneurs, you know, coming from different background, coming from different interests, coming from different level of um, hierarchy in the society as well. So in a way, what we are trying to say here, before you do anything, you need in take, to take into consideration um, other stakeholders in a community. Other stakeholders in a community. How, how do you, so you want them to be involved as well? I think this is really important that as an entrepreneur or somebody with an entrepreneurial mindset, you need to know what are the resources that are available to make something happen. Right. So be mindful of who are the people that I'm going to work with. And the people they're going to work with are actually the resource available. So you mean you get to choose? You can choose? You can choose. But before you choose, you need to be aware of who they are. Who they are. But inclusivity, is that not um, choosing perhaps? Or uh, perhaps what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that um, if you want to be inclusive, you should let everyone in, the ones who stay, are the ones. That means you're not choosing. You're, le you're letting the choice happen to you. Yes. Uh, in a way, you know, you need to be aware of all the availability. Um, you, need into, you need to take into consideration their pain and gain before you make the choice. So what we are saying here, you cannot decide that I'm going to work with you because I know you and I just ignore anybody else. Yeah? Right. So what, what we are trying to say here is before you, before you knowing who to collaborate, knowing who to co-create, but before you decide, you need to make aware of other people's roles and resources because you might know that maybe somebody next door, two, two doors from your, your, your um, home is actually um, having a resource that you actually need. So unless you go to the grassroots to ask questions, unless you take into consideration their thoughts and, and, and needs, your idea might not be good enough to serve the community. Your idea might not be inclusive enough to, to be accepted by the community. So how do we test? Do we test? We, we, we should experiment, right? To, to see if uh, what we are about to um, put forth or what we yes. are... What so we are maybe we, I, we, I can give you one example. Yes, in, in the first week that uh, we do our, our MSc entrepreneurship and our induction, yeah? so we ask all of our students, uh, they have 24 hours to go out there to find 100 potential customers with clear identification of what is their pain. So basically, they ask problems about, you know, they, they started to knock on their doors, uh, other people's door. They started to ask questions about what is your pain? You know, what, what, what do you have any problems? You know, is there anything that you can actually do you know, that, that need to be solved, for example? Um, this way of approaching other people make them aware, number one, is 
feeling the 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 uncomfortable of approaching others so it's kind of like push them into the uh into the to the jungle you know you you're really pushing them to start work doing something and number two they are not fantasizing about i have this idea and i know it's great you know i'm going to pursue this idea no because there's so much much potential and opportunities out there um that that can be grabbed and if you really understand the pain of others you will then be able to combine uh, a few um pains and problems to come up with a, a useful um ideas for example and more importantly is looking into all of those um um real uh, what do you call it um the list right because they have each of them have to come up with 100 lists of of customers looking all of that uh, they they are a list of 100 people that they can actually make relationship with so in a way within their first week we put them into the situation to make some sense that is not about you yeah just go out there and understand the customers who should you From doing the exercise, they'll start thinking who should we include in order to benefit this exercise, a project. So it doesn't mean that when you do one project, it includes everybody. So does it achieve? For example, we have this. Uh, what? Uh, this uh, last week we have Citel, the social uh, innovation projects. As usual, being academics, we know we have all the answers. We know. So we went to. To stay overnight with the homestay, so I was in the Stingless Bee project. So we know, oh, you know, this rural migration. You know, the young people will leave the village and then they forget about their parents. They pursue their city life. They are so busy with their work. So these are the assumptions. Yeah? These are assumptions sure. that we make. So right. we we we're, we kind of think that oh, this is what they won't do. But we actually went to the village, and then after a few more days, actually, the children are actually helping their parents. Right. We already exclude, you know, our assumption. We exclude thinking that the children are not helping the parents just because they were not there. Just because they're not there, so we need to. So we need to do uh, what you call it research to find out who to include. So that's inclusiveness to make sure that something actually can work. So we cannot have our own assumptions thinking that just because we have the knowledge. So we need to be open and flexible. And I still remember one of saying. I came here thousands of miles away, and this is what it is. And that's where, even as academic, you need we need to be flexible. We need to unlearn what at the grassroots levels and who to include. And then it was it goes back to the basic. We have to train about the business acumen. Well, that isn't solving their problem. That will be their touch point. That's what they need. We don't have to do complicated, sophisticated things and waste all our resources. This is what they need. This is what we will provide to make the project successful for the stingless bee. So the stingless bee is just the name, or is it? Oh, they actually the, the project. It's the project. Yeah. It's the project. <laughs> so, what is the stingless bee? It's the stingless bee honeybee. They produce uh, this project. The stingless bee produce very what you call it, uh, honey that is uh, very uh, expensive, valuable, like something like the manuka bee. Right. It's supposed to. Keep, and, and these are the communities that produce this honey. Yeah. Right in yeah. Sabah, so you know this is actually one of the five projects that we do in social innovation through team entrepreneurial learning. Mm-hmm. So you know we brought together twenty academics from the UK and twenty academics um, from Malaysia to work collaboratively um, to co-create a social innovation project. So we have five projects, and Stingless Bee project is one of the project. And how do you overcome this biasness of you knowing the answers before you even you know your assumptions? Are there certain methodology that you can adopt so that you can be very clear to stay away to from including your own biasness? 
I think the most important thing is it is okay for us to make an assumption. So we make assumption first, um, subject that we actually go to the grassroots and ask the customers and the beneficiaries of their own pain. So it's about experiencing their life. It's about understanding and mapping out their customer journey, their beneficiary's journey. So we need to understand how do they live their life? You know, what do they actually need? Um, so before any intervention or before any solution for, especially particularly for social enterprises um, ideas, we think that we know that how to solve a problem for the community. Um, rather than coming up with an idea, we might have some idea because of our experience running a social enterprise before. It is important for us to actually go to the grassroots, ask them questions, go and observe and understand how they live their life because it will make a difference. There's so much um, investment that has been made but merely by just making assumption that this um, uh, what you call machinery work in, in Taiwan or in Germany, it will work in Malaysia. And let's bought like one million uh, machinery and then put it in a village. But it just doesn't work because the soil is different and the weather is different. And, the, you know, the level of, of education of the, the, the those who are running the, the machine is different as well. So we really need to understand, you know, in in the inclusiveness here is not merely about making sure that everybody is, is in the project. It's about taking into consideration their needs. It is about going out there and and be with them to understand what the need is. And from there, we understand the touch point. Yeah, and it's really important that in the last episode, we are talking about managing chaos. So one of the ways is not, not to manage chaos is to have a fixed mindset. That means you go with this assumption, okay, this is what we think it is, this is how we're going to solve the solution. But, but the fact that we are going to the grassroots is opening to chaos. Yeah. Right. So by... By being biased, being biased means you already have a fixed mindset. That's bias already. Mm -hmm. Okay. But by opening with a growth mindset, you open to the chaos and then manage from there the chaos, finding the actual needs is desired, then it will not be biased. Yeah. So you make an experiment, you know, you make an assumption, you you go to the to the field, uh, you in order for you to try to validate the assumption. And once you validate the assumptions, you know, you then either pivoting, you know, you go to other other the path um, or you stick to the, the your assumptions. So this is something that, um, you know, people need to be comfortable in the uncomfortable way of doing things. So therefore, we have to pivot experiment. Okay, we need to change. Okay, we pivot. This is not what we thought it was. Okay, we pivot. Let's go this way. Maybe it not, it's not even about the business acumen as we go further. It continues to pivot. Experimentation, be flexible. And then we find the real needs. It's about developing that relationship. And also... Because being first time you know, visiting the uh, what you call it, uh, the uh, the project sites, the villagers they themselves have their own masks. They want to show that they are perfect too. Yes, you know. So we have to develop that trust. And it was really really great that through the uh, the one day visit that we the one night stay that we have with the the villagers, they continue to build the relationship with us, right? And I remember on the last day on Friday, the villager came to see us. Please come and help me. Please come and help me and help us. And now, today, we're still having a WhatsApp conversation. Right. With the villagers. With yeah. the, now, the conversation go beyond him and the villagers, but now the conversation go to the sun as well. I see. So what, what sort of help are we talking about when they say, please help me? One of them was the stingless bee, the pump. They right. need a more efficient, effective pump. 
And now one of our university, one of our uh, one of our members, Partner. he's from UPM University, Patania, Malaysia, and he is a engineer. He has created a pump, so he'll be sending a pump to him. And because Malaysia, West Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur and Sabah, so what helps YouTube? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, so, so one thing that we want to make sure as well, you know, giving a pump is will not solve a problem because we want we want them to make sure that you know, they work together as a community. You know, it's about a shared um items. It is about how they can actually create value out of the pump. So it's not about like a one-off intervention that we want to make. It's more about the sustainable interaction to make sure that they grow. And the the thing is, they, they, he realized that. Oh, you give me a pump, but I need to go for training. I said, yes. it is really, again, resources is very important. You don't have money to go. It's very limited resources. Then he started thinking, what can help you? We, we, we ask them, we guide them. Then he said, oh, YouTube. Right. <laughs> so he will search for it. So that means he and his children will be looking at the YouTube on how to improve the effectiveness, the production of the stingless bee honey. So rather than us telling them what to do. And so you basically find out what, their pains are, yeah. what sort of journey they've been through and understanding what could be the unsaid. Mm -hmm. But you can only understand what's not said or the problems that you're not clear about because I, I think identifying problems is, is a huge problem for, yes. for, many for many people. And, and then, then who to include? That's the yeah. thing. We saw only just the villages who are there, not including the, the children. We know that the children are like excluded. But now we realize that we need to include all the family members. And now also, you know, the municipality, for example, they play a role as well to make it work better. So, you know, these are taking into consideration different partners and different that have a different role. UMS play a, you know, University of Malaysia Sabah because they are situated in Sabah. They also play a bigger role in, in, the, in that project. So, you know, it's not about including everybody, but knowing what kind of role, the role they, they, can, play. they play mm -hmm. in, in, in making it work. So the conversation here needs to be what they need and giving it to them because every single community will differ yes. quite a fair bit. Very different. We have Very five different. projects with different needs. needs. I'm quite sure. And that was a call for inclusive entrepreneurship. And next week, we're going to talk about building a community through team learning. Meanwhile, this has been professionalizing entrepreneurship and it is a podcast series, a collaboration between EFM of Global Entrepreneurship Movement Association and PPE, Professional Practice in Entrepreneurship. And for more insightful conversations on entrepreneurship, you've got to join us next week. But meanwhile, we will leave you with a participant of CITEL, Professor Javed of Birmingham City University. And he's going to talk a little bit about what he thought of the workshop and his experience in it. Professor Javed Hussain, Professor of Entrepreneurial Finance, Birmingham City University, United Kingdom. The Social Innovation Workshop that I attended in Malaysia in 2018, I believe it was quite innovative and unique opportunity to engage in experiential applied research. Delegates from different countries were assigned to a group, in my case, Stingless Bee Project. We were briefed about the research ethics, modalities, and so forth. But the group had to research the community, opportunities it had, and the challenges faced during the field work. Before the start of the field work, we were given access to a community representative who gave us some information about the village and the business they are involved in, but not being able to understand Malay language was a challenge. 
despite having some members of the group who could speak Malay. This gave rise to curiosity, anxiety, and speculation, leading some members to use netnography approach to find more about the stingless bee honey. The fieldwork took us to a village in Borneo jungle. Although the village had elderly population, but they looked incredibly young, we attributed that to stingless bee honey. The big challenge for the community was migration of young people to cities due to lack of opportunities in the villages. Community was involved in a range of businesses and enterprises, rubber tapping, rice, pineapple, stingless honey, and so forth. Having owed to the skill set and the business they were engaged in, quickly there emerged a consensus among the group and the community that the community should focus on stingless bee honey and homestay business. To support these enterprises, the group proposed to provide consultancy and business acumen knowledge to the community to make them more agile and also to remain in touch with the group members and the community to undertake national and international level research.